All right, Ambush. Today we are joined by a, a folk, a singer, a song, a writer who has just released his debut full-length album. He has been working towards this 10 years plus as a singer-songwriter. He's been releasing music for over five years. He has a couple of EPs under his belt as well, but this latest collection of tracks, my goodness, it is incredible, and I cannot wait to dive behind this debut full-length album, Traveler, with my guest today, John Moirehead. How's it going today, John? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm very excited to have you on the show. I am having a great mood. I'm very excited to dive behind this new album here today with you, my friend. Awesome. Love to hear it. Me too. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's not uh, hold off any longer. Let's dive right on in. And from what I could see online, what I could read, it's actually been a little bit of a, uh, for lack of a better term, journey to get to this album here, a Traveler. It's been over two years. So when exactly did this album begin to take form? Yeah, it, it has definitely been a journey. Um, in 2019, I played over 85 shows across Canada from you know as far east as Halifax, Nova Scotia, as far west as Tofino, British Columbia. And uh, you know, I was writing a lot. It was a very creatively inspiring time and, you know, um, among the themes of, of setting it on your own about traveling, about, you know, figuring out who you are, um, and, uh, you know, about adventure and the highs and lows that, that kind of come with that. Um, so I was writing a lot at the time and, and using all these performances to, to test out new material when I could. And, uh, I returned from the road and started working on an album. We did all this pre-production recorded drums and bass at the end of 2019 and had a whole bunch of sessions for spring of 2020 in mind. And we all know what happened spring of 2020. So um, it was quite an adventure once again to uh, figure out how to finish this album uh, in, in a really unpredictable time. Mm-hmm. So you had already began to record the album, but then you were forced to sort of adapt and sort of uh, have to move on from there. So did this album have to take after that first location, did you guys sort of have to wait to get back inside the studio? Did you just adapt and start doing some home recording? How did that process sort of uh, come together for the recording part of it? Uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of both. So um, Taylor Lucas, who was a producer on uh, the majority of the album, um, we uh, we ended up kind of waiting and, and changing our plans around and, and working around the restrictions to get into the studio together and uh, mostly working on it the two of us, uh, and then having, you know, some of our collaborators record remotely or kind of changing plans as to like who was playing what on the, on the record. And then, uh, at the same time I was recording, uh, learning how to record at home. I had always messed around with demoing at home, but, um, there's, there's a couple tracks that I recorded completely at home and collaborated with, uh, my good friend, Alex Emrich, who, uh, w- was mixing the, those tracks remotely as well. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of both. So you kind of learned a little bit of uh, production skills uh, as a uh, un sort of something you probably didn't expect when you began this album. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I always felt uh, I really wanted to focus on the performance and the songwriting um, and, you know, leave the production to people who were much better at it than myself. But, you know, the extra time uh, allowed me, uh, you know, a chance to, to really work on that and hone that skill. 
Yeah, it's uh, when you don't have those 85 show plus shows in a year to go and travel to and otherwise, that's uh, quite a bit of opened up time for sure. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. But of course, you did actually take the opportunity to play some shows, still taking that opportunity to sort of keep that live music energy alive while also still trying to build some funds for creating this new album by doing some backyard shows, some driveway shows. So how did that idea sort of come together and what was that like? Yeah. So uh, in the summer of 2020, uh, I was connected with uh, a guy named Matt Masters from Calgary and he started uh, doing these curbside concerts um, where he actually built a stage on top of his minivan, which is super cool. And he was driving around in neighborhoods and playing these socially distanced concerts that were, you know, um, fully battery powered uh, amplifiers and, uh, you know, no, no need to be within six feet of anybody and, and being able to perform all these concerts. And, uh, you know, after talking to him a little bit, started doing similar things in uh, here in Ontario. Uh, and the first year I did, uh, you know, maybe, maybe about five or six of these concerts with people who had hosted house concerts with me before, you know, who had been supporting my music, uh, et cetera. And then, in 2021, uh, through TikTok, which I really um, found an amazing community on that platform as well, I started posting some content from that first year of doing it. And I ended up booking out my entire summer this past year, which essentially allowed me to fund uh, the, the release of this record, which has been you know, incredible. No, that's very incredible. It's uh, you never really know like what that next thing that's going to create that opportunity. And we talked about adapting earlier as well and just like not just adapting by going to the live set but also just using that newer social platform and just being able to just see uh what incredible things can come from putting yourself out there and just seeing like what kind of people connect with your music and then just how it grows from there and like you said you booked an entire summer out of that which is incredible yeah well thank you yeah it was it, it took me by surprise really it was you know uh you know, thankfully, uh, just a few videos that kind of got in front of the right people. And next thing I know, I was organizing, you know, a, a little summer tour. And thankfully, as much as I love to travel, as you know, the album title and subject matter would suggest, I also, it was nice to be able to play that many shows without going that far from home, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really grateful for that whole sort of build up that local uh, fan base and community a little bit more, too. Totally. Yeah. All right. All right. So, of course, I want to dive a little bit more into uh, that live aspect a little bit later. But of course, we need to dive a little bit further into this album still. So our first taste of Traveler finally did come our way at the beginning of 2021 after this long wait, after probably putting things on the back burner there for quite a bit. Finally, the title track came to us in January here. So what exactly does the song Traveler mean to you? And what was the idea behind making that the uh, first taste of this album? Yeah, um, Traveler is a song that uh, it means a lot to me. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I write a lot from direct experience and I write a lot, you know, as an expression of maybe something I'm going through. This one kind of felt like, it was uh, a bit more generalized in terms of like something that I, I would probably need to hear um, or, may, or maybe, you know, and because it's a message that I needed to hear, um, you know, hopefully it's something that, that others do too. Uh, but essentially it's, 
um, between all my, my travels, just kind of realizing, um, you know, that, that self-agency and that, that, uh, kind of, uh, simple idea that, you know, you, you, that you, you can be in control of your own life and you can, you can make decisions and you can be the person who, who's deciding what your future and what your path is going to look like. Um, and I was inspired greatly by a book called the alchemist, uh, which I reference, uh, in, in the lyrics as well. Uh, the character Santiago, um, is, uh, is referenced there. And, uh, that book is, is essentially that idea, uh, in a, in a longer allegory. So yeah, I, I put it all together for traveler and it was, it came first because, uh, really more out of utility than anything. It was, we, we were closest to finishing it, uh, in the pre-production sessions and, uh, it, it sort of took a more final form quicker than some of the other tunes. And uh, I'm really happy with the way that we were able to release it first. Cause I think it's kind of a perfect encapsula- encapsulation of the record. It's got that folk element to it, uh, but it's not a fully acoustic song. Uh, and it's kind of introduces the more full band arrangements as well. So I, I was happy with that being the first taste. Mm-hmm. Ah, very wonderful song. And uh, I like that aspect because as someone who has read a little bit of Paulo Coelho himself, a uh, very amazing uh, book uh, to read. So anybody who hasn't read it definitely uh, should go ahead. And I like how you sort of uh, maybe add your own little uh, aspect, what your own journey has uh, brought to the world, right? For sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely one of those books that I just completely devoured and got through really quickly because it was just such a powerful story. And uh, at the time of my life, it was like I was I was in that that mindset of, uh, you know, what, where I needed to hear the message. Perfect. As you say, uh, are you the road? Are you the traveler? Right. It's, you have to sort of figure it out. And if you don't know, uh, which is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Love it very, very much. And another song that I definitely love off this album, it might be my favorite track is, uh, Love Can Save Us, if we let it, of course, as you like to say inside of that track, too. So what sort of inspired um, this song itself? Was it just that basic idea or what brought this one to life? Yeah, so um, I was fortunate to, well, this starts a couple of years ago, but um, I was fortunate to open a few shows for a fantastic Canadian artist named Craig Cardiff. And he's got these incredible sing-along songs and when you see him perform with the crowd he's got this magnetic energy and i remember thinking like i love that a lot of these um songs that he's that he's writing and performing are these simple and powerful statements of you know that are that are so true like undeniably true and um i had this note that this kind of poem i've been working on and uh it said something along the lines of that love can save us if we let it and you know kind of tapping into that responsibility aspect of it where, you know, you, you need to let the love into your life, you know, yeah. And you need to look around and, and see, um, see what's around and, uh, see the love that's in it. And, you know, a lot of us tend to give a lot, but it's, it, there's a, an aspect of, of gracefully like receiving, uh, love from other people, from the people in your life. And that was kind of the message of that chorus. So, um, yeah, the, the song actually came together very quickly and I'm, I'm really happy with how it, it all came together with, especially with the band arrangement. It's, uh, um, I'm just, yeah, super happy with it. No, 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 I really, really enjoy how you just put that where it's, um, some of us can be givers, but some of us don't know how to receive 
love, even just in the form of compliments. Some of us get really awkward around them. And otherwise, when in reality, it's like somebody's like showing you like respect or like they care for you, whatever it happens to be. And it's like, it should just be as easy as like, yes, accept that, take it in, let it warm my soul. But for some of us, it's a little more difficult than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's, you know, a struggle that a lot of us uh, deal with sometimes. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you, you picked up on that as well. And, you know, if we let it in, then, uh, you know, it can save us as the song says. Open up your hearts. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and one thing that I uh, noticed here is that you were mentioning sort of the uh, full band aspect behind both of these songs. And you recently also got to uh, play a CD release show, an album party uh, recently, I believe on the same day that the album came out. And for that, you also enlisted the help of a full band to sort of help to bring that full band energy to life in that live experience. So what was it like after years of doing the solo driveway, the backyard concert thing? What was it like to finally have that full band to bring this to life? Uh, in short, it was incredible. Um, I had been, uh, I hadn't played a full band show in about three years. So every now and then for a bigger event, I'll play a full band, John Muirhead, show but uh it had been so long and uh, i enlisted the, the help of, of a few friends we had a six-piece band including myself so um we were able to bring a lot of the elements from the album to life that night and i, I couldn't be happier with how it went it's uh definitely a nice sign that i'm gonna have to be doing a lot more full band performances in the future and there's a lot more that we're, we're working on for 2022 um but especially after traveling canada alone playing all these shows doing the driveway concerts I do really enjoy that, especially in, in the right setting. But, uh, you know, we sold out the, the album release party and to play a big crowd like that with everyone dancing and moving in a way that really only a full band set can do. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it brings an entirely different energy. And I love how you mentioned the fans there, too, because the fans feed off of the band, the band feeds off of the fans, and it's just this really powerful connection. and. Just the energy transfer that happens is amazing. It's wonderful. For sure. And after so long of not being able to do that, uh, it was just like, you know, even even better. One of those things that you're going to remember for a long, long time, I'm sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. And of course, you mentioned there the uh, potential of some more future full band dates probably maybe chomping at the bit to maybe get back on the road as well so i have to ask what does maybe the future hold otherwise besides maybe a couple of those band shows is there maybe some music videos some potential tours what what does the future hold for john wirehead yeah there's uh quite a bit on uh on the list for 2022 so a lot more canadian touring um you know fingers crossed for some uh some international opportunities, which you might hear about if you follow my socials and things like that. Uh, and then, yeah, here in Ontario, a lot more full band as well, and, and hopefully gradually expanding that as well. Perfect. And like you mentioned there, the listeners should definitely go ahead and follow you on your social medias so that they can stay up to date with all of the amazing things that are going to be coming their way from yourself there. John, the best way to do it. I'll put some links down in the description below. And I've had 
I've had a uh, blast chatting so far here, John. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. So, of course, we have talked about this adaptation process, the process of crafting this new album, Traveler, over the past two years. So what I would really love to know now is how has this process, this time, how has it helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? That's a great question. Um, The first is, I'd say, um, you know, it's taught me a lot of patience. (laughs) Um, It's taught me a a lot about... uh, adaptation and in realizing that maybe when our plans change and there's uh there's things that don't go our way that they can actually you know you can find something positive in it and it's it seems a very simple and kind of self-evident truth but to actually experience you know uh, i lost a lot of my gigs and stuff i've been working really hard towards in 2020 but then through that i built you know a great community online and started doing live stream concerts which i never really like to do before and now i i love doing uh, and i was able to really put extra time into this album that i think would have turned out much differently if i if we had just done it in the original way um so i'm glad you know the extra time i never really had with recordings so these are all really positive things that came out of something that was really negative in the beginning so i think just like giving myself time to to see the bigger picture and zoom out a little bit was was really big for me um, and I think that, uh, you know, it taught me that, uh, good things take time, you know, two years does seem like a really long time to work on an album, but, uh, I think it was worth, worth every minute of it. So, Hey, when you're pouring your soul into something and it's a representation of yourself, you want to make sure that it's a, a good representation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that the two years spent crafting this album was definitely some time well spent. The listeners, you can go out and find this new album from John Amwirehead right now on your favorite music streaming service. Once again, there will be some links in the description to this show here today. John, I have had an amazing time talking with you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Colton, I feel the same way. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate this, this chat. It's been great. All right, Ambush, you can go ahead and find John Wirehead's brand new album, Traveler, over on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, you can go ahead and hit follow so that you don't miss out on more upcoming music from John. You can also go ahead and follow him on your favorite social media platforms as well to stay up to date with anything else that's going on inside of John's world to connect with John yourself. And with that, it's time to thank John for joining us here on today's episode of the show. We have to go ahead and thank Rebecca from over at New Pony Music PR for setting this interview up. It's actually our first time working with Rebecca and I hope to work together in the future. I need to thank German from YPEditor.com for continuing to be the editing force behind the DTB. And last but not least, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on in to today's episode of the show. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as hitting subscribe on the podcast listening app and or service you're using right now. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode 
giving us a a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify, and by heading on over to deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent and support the show. And with that, it's time that we say our bye-byes on our first episode here in 2022. And I wish you a very happy new year. And until next episode, bye-bye, Am. Go find your roar and let it out into the world. Ooh. The Desert Tiger Podcast.